1: Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: There's no place to escape to. This is the last On the left.
2: Side (laughs) stories.
0: That's when the cannibalism
1: started. Side Side (laughs) stories. Yes. Kissel, I know that you're scared. Of your river trip, I have a river trip coming up, and I'm absolutely horrified. Your assessment is correct. You're going <laughs> to be on a river, but I also for three love, days. It's so funny. What about the movie one, Deliverance? How are you? How does one be on a river without a boat for three days? I don't know. But number two, it's a it's a it's a tub. I love the physical advice you've been getting from our other fat friends <laughs> that say stuff. And I'm just gonna say Ed Larson's advice, where he's just like, you just gotta lift your feet up. <laughs> And go with the river. And like, do <laughs> you know how much speed number one kissel can will build up just being on the river? Because Bro, you will shoot I mean, you what the edge about, of a waterfall, yes. like a log, like the old big sodden rock filled
2: logs. Yes, absolutely. And also you
1: have to remember to keep your feet up. Ah. At all times, you got to go turtle.
2: Ugh, I can't wait. I'm hanging out with two old high school friends I haven't seen in 20 years. One of them I haven't seen in 20 years. The other ones I, I see very rarely. But then it's other 15 other people, and it's three days on
1: a raft, and everyone wait. just tells me it's going to be chill. But as Henry and I chill. were talking about before the this show, this word "chill." They don't know what "chill" means. They don't know. We're it was podcasters. The same thing on that Hawaiian hike we took to the top of the volcano, they also said the word "chill." chill. And don't no. they understand? Don't they understand that ch- the "chill"? It's the temperature of a corpse
2: Yeah we'll get to that
1: I don't I'm eliminating that word because people don't know what it means.
2: No, they don't. Absolutely not. But I can't wait. I'm going to go explore the most beautiful place in the world, which I've heard is Boulder Junction, Colorado. It's going to be so nice to be terrified in all of these wonderful natural landscapes. We'll get to the show. This is Side Stories. I am Ben. I was talking with my friend, Josh, who set up the entire trip. And I was like, you remember how big I am, right? He's like, oh, yeah. Don't worry. I put you down as two people. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? (laughs)
1: yeah kind of offensive but you know what it is what it is and thank you by weight you are a they
2: absolutely that is
1: incredible i can't wait to the next side stories (laughs) when we hear what this was like because our next side stories will be after your trip, would you go right into our live show <laughs> yeah. at Red Rocks, our biggest live show we've ever done. That's we great had 3,200 people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to see what you're at because honestly, the sympathy we'll get from you in a wheelchair might be really nice. This could be great. This is how we sell the show. <laughs> this is it, that would be perfect. Because, but the one thing, though, is it ruins our silhouette because then you'll be the same height as me. <laughs>
2: well i don't think people will even give a shit (laughs) all right well i'm very excited and so at this side stories we have a bunch of talking about and the next side stories are the red rock show will be completed and i can't wait to tell everyone about how that one person threw up on that other person and it started a whole wave of vomit i can't wait to tell you i just can't wait to see you covered
1: in reeds oh my
2: god there's so much mud in your shoes i am a masculine man in some ways but those ways do not entail anything that is traditionally masculine. You like beef.
1: <laughs> That's the main
2: way. <laughs> I like I'm, I'm a man. I got a truck and oh man. Um but you're going to see very quickly that I
1: also have lower back pain <laughs> oh, absolutely. and I'm going to need some lumbar support. But you're going to need to wear something other than the track suit or like something like that. You cuz it's it's too soft and soakable. I'll drown. It'll be like if you throw a puffin into the pool, there's no way he can get out just because of fur. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you need some kind of
2: Wetsuit. Don't worry, buddy. I'm stopping by Target later on today oh, wow. and I am going to get everything. Look out, Target. Watch out. I have to stay fully clothed because uh the sticks and the rocks and they'll the sun. They're getting your butt and they're getting your pee hole. Well, speaking of not being fully clothed, hmm. man, this story out of Ocala, this is just classic. The world is opening up. It really is. We're finally, you can just feel
1: life returning you to can. normal
2: and the world is op- almost opening up like a bloomin' onion and where do you get said bloomin' onion inside got- of a crazy woman's pants <laughs> <laughs> this is a- that's only courtney love and that's called the bloomin' prune <laughs> mm. this story takes place in an outback steakhouse in ocala this woman was absolutely hammered and what do you do when you're hammered you get all hot I I gotta get naked and be free, bro! I
1: have liked to take my shirt off when I'm sober more often than I even do when I'm intoxicated. That is true. (laughs) This woman went all the way down to her toe pads. This is from Ocala. Of course it's from Ocala. This is, we'll start with this, naked Ocala woman tased after destroying Outback and a moho grill in what they call, I want to say the police labeled this, as a rampage.
2: (laughs) Because I, I don't know.
1: Because it just—I don't
2: know. Kind fifty-three. So this woman is fifty-three. Her name is Tina Kindred.
1: She's can she?
2: She's fifty-three, and actually, not not to anything, but she's kind of cute. She's cute, and she's very small, very tiny. So I'm just wondering, can she go on a rampage, or
1: all these officers uh, are these officers being a little hyperbolic? Well, this is her name's Tina Kindred, fifty-three years fun. She stated that apparently she was topless and bottomless, uh, and <laughs> we, there is video of it. And she is behind yeah. the bar at an Ocala. She can barely see over the top, yes. which is it's kind of cute. It's kind of like a Looney Tunes cartoon where you just kind of see a flurry of activity, just hands and the top of a brunette woman's head. It's very Tasmanian devil is now a bar back and he's doing a horrible job. But that's where I see the rampage part, because the bubbles yes. are slinging out at the cops and they're like, ma'am ma'am please ma'am <laughs> and then she emerges from the side of the bar we get the full frontal of her she's going ritchf, 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 ritchf. she's literally making those types of cartoon noises so hammered. she's mumbling she might be uh, hammered i don't know what she's doing but she is throwing bottles everywhere and i think that's where you'd say the rampage is a lot of broken glass yes, But then that's they true. they tase the living shit out
2: of her. They did. So Kindred lowered to the floor, and the officer used one five-second cycle with Taser 7, and Kindred put her arms behind her back, and that was basically the end of the event. I want to put this to our audience.
1: Would you rather be tackled by the police or Tased? What do you think is worse for you physically like would you rather have him like because we were talking about this for a lady
2: of this size if she gets tackled by a big broody cop dude she could break her she could break a whole series of body parts you could really hurt her right so
1: i think that in a way even though it's not maybe that's why in my mind we need net guns i love the idea of a net gun if you throw a net on her right that that saves her that saves you you could just cinch up the net she tires herself fighting inside of the net sure and then she goes to sleep I think that's such
2: a fantastic idea. It's about tiring them out. This woman, she wasn't on any narcotics, but she was super stoned on THC, evidently. So I think she had a couple of mojitos. Wait a second,
1: we're, playing, we're blaming
2: weed for this? No, I don't think. I'm not blaming weed for what she did. Uh, I might blame weed for her entering an Outback Steakhouse to begin with. I mean, I, when because it comes you down know, to
1: it, you're just in the mood for a bloomin' onion.
2: Exactly, which, by the way, everyone listening, breaking news, folks. The Blooming Onion is actually the worst thing you can get at any restaurant. I think it has more calories and more fat than anything else. It's not that good, and it's they've lost touch. Even, even if you make the joke, guess I'm eating my vegetables, it doesn't actually make it healthier.
1: It doesn't, and honestly, the I, I might even know this Outback in Ocala. And <laughs> Have you been kicked out of there, touch, too? Man. Yeah, Ocala is... It, Outback is losing some of its, I'm going to use the other name, some of its mojo when it comes to even serving sizes, because I think legally they were forced to make the Bloomin' Onion smaller because people were dying.
2: Interesting. So, Kindred, she said she chose the mojo grill because the owner, she felt, was, quote, not honest. And then the (laughs) owner was like, yo, you can't come in here. He denied her business. And then she got super mad. So then she started turning over tables. So the question is, do you just be like... All right, man, come here, sit down, shut up, here's your drink, shut up, but is, or do you anger this Tasmanian devil of a middle-aged woman? Is she pussy out by then? I think that her pussy came out through all of the fun. Like, when you're flipping over tables, what's that? You gotta start taking off clothes. I, I mean, you know what I'm saying.
1: You know... Bra's take a minute of a thought. I, she to take did not off. go out with a bra. I, she, she was maybe this not. Is a,
2: this is five days of a bender. You're right. She, there, she hasn't seen a bra since 1983. 19- I must
1: be wrong. I yeah. must be wrong. The, but the idea of taking all your clothes up to me because you have to sit and decide to do it unless you're in a fight. Because you ever watch those like fights? on YouTube where, like, titties pop out or whatever. Sure. You, like things. It's like Because titties so are going to slide. They're going to slide all at right, all. Uh, one of those, the wrestling pornos, right? But also the <laughs> ones where they are just street fighting and their boobies pop out of their shirts and stuff, that's just because of the chaos. Yeah. Right? And They're getting pulled on. They're getting dragged on. <laughs> where it seems like if you are completely nude, you stopped at some point during your, again, I'm going to use the term rampage. Sure. And you decided I better be naked for this. And you take off all your clothes, which I also think is a bad idea because then when you saw her get lifted up, she was all covered in blood because she'd fallen down into a pile of broken glass that she had created. So when it comes down to if you're going to go on your rampage, this is my tip for the audience. Okay, great. Think about this honestly, thicker clothes. Because that gonna, you can't take off yourself. Don't let yourself get
2: naked. I know you're going to want to. Maybe that's why Trump wore his pants backwards. He was getting nude he was too just, much
1: at Mar-a-Lago. He was looking back at better days.
2: <laughs> uh, officials also said she had a fentanyl patch. So I think she has a she has a history, and she needs to be doing better. We hope she gets the help she needs, because obviously this is not a sober person no, committing anything, uh, committing these crimes that she committed. And they're going to wake up and not be, like, super Please. yeah she did throw us a, a bottle at an officer's head but it only hit him in the arm and then left a bit of a booze on his shoulder which i'm sure he he happily licked up
1: i mean honestly we're not going to try to cover any more casey anthony fucking news on this show but no i'm so done weeks. with casey but i did watch the tiktok someone uploaded the tiktok the cam footage of the cop and like her whole thing is like i'm still damp oh yeah
2: fucking. Bitch. but you know what's so weird we were just because somebody also when it comes to being um infamous Yes, like the film Three Amigos, infamous, infamous, <laughs> In- more famous. Than famous. Yeah. But when it comes to being infamous. It's both a heyday and a hell day because Alex Jones was just recently snapped oh, we, in the bathroom with his hands just tucking in his shirt and at a strip says, club.
1: Literally, you just someone posted it to, I guess, Snapchat. It was like Alex Jones is in the same strip clubs I'm in, and he's fucking red faced and hammered, <laughs> and it looks like he's jerking off, but you know he's just putting his fucking hands put, in his shirt back in his pants. But it's still like your whole life is that you gave up to you gave yourself up to the hashtag Savage community, right? And, and now they're all looking at you at all. Time and looking for content also can you
2: imagine being at a strip club and then just looking and you're just like what the fuck did alex jones is right over? he's like oh ladies and gentlemen can i see your bush hair ma'am 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 can i see your bush hairs ma'am? like how <laughs> do you i think you have to i love strip clubs i love uh, exotic dancers of i course. think as a country we need to be so much more sexually free and the, the body is a beautiful thing and all different shapes and sizes
1: but i think i would leave it's Just hard because he it would, would bum be me weird out. he would bump looking at him would bum me out i wouldn't want to be where he's at because i know it's going to be a huge fucking scene wherever he goes and the people that are attracted to that scene it's not like uh, i don't know maybe this, I, this also, is bias you know this is 2010 f- internet bias where it, back in the day the scene that alex jones would cause i would be happy to be a part of and looking and watching like you know when he took the raft into bohemian grove of course right classic alex jones but nowadays you watch me like i don't want to have anything to do with anybody who even wants to be like uh entertained by being in a 10 foot diameter of him
2: but you know for a fact people buy him shots i'm sure there's a massive contingent oh trying
1: to get him fucked up as possible so he fucking wilds out
2: exactly and then he started were you trafficked ma'am have you been trafficked here I'm like I guarantee you that's what he's gonna try to pull if he if I mean who cares that he was at a strip club no, that's, he's an adult male. Part of him. that's the most relatable um, part is him at but the strip I could club. see him explain it away be like I was just seeing if they were gonna be trafficked I just was just going there undercover it's like, like
1: okay you could just trying to get your dick hard man that's cool but also when it comes down to it you know you gave up the back now you it goes you also called yourself a fucking performance artist you did all of the shit so now you have to you're always the center of ridicule now which is what you get for uh harassing all of the parents of the uh sandy San hook oh, yeah it's, it's
2: almost it's a joke with no punchline casey anthony and alex jones walk into a bar and great that, that's it and now i have to leave and now i have to leave because <laughs> <laughs> it's about to get fucking um, weird s- as hell
1: speaking of, of weird as hell i'll also say quickly the ufo report was dropped but he I am okay. It so, was dropped. Well, it wasn't officially dropped for our perusal yet, but the the officers of the Pentagon mm-hmm. went and they debriefed the US government about what the report is and it Oh Drumroll, Drumroll. Oh, what is it?
2: It's nothing. It's nothing. I this was so I you know, obviously I followed the politics and stuff, and there's always like the big commission reports coming out, and oh, then you wait two years horseship. and ship. So you got to experience that firsthand work where yes. you were so excited. It reminds me of when I was growing up, this kid was like, dude, I'm going to get this thing called the claw, right? And I was like, this is going to be so cool. He just told me how cool the claw was. And he's like, bro, I got it. And I went over to his house and what it was, was just something that you, you just
1: pull yeah, it. you pull the thing, and, and it's got the, it, it the, the hand a claw, claw thing at the end and
2: he amped it up so much for me that when I first saw it, I literally was just like, that's what you were so excited about? I was never friends with him again.
1: But guess Be- what you could do with the claw? You could pick things up. You can use it as a tool. What can I do with this UFO report? Absolutely nothing. Smash bugs with it. I could definitely print it out and wipe my ass with it. <laughs> I could... Lo- sc- Back, you know absorb spills okay. with it
2: okay but to be fair it's as fine. we were talking with cena gosna about this yesterday watching the fake fight that was mayweather at logan Paul, we were a
1: part of the problem last night you paid money well you paid money. i
2: played i paid money i'm complicit i fed the tulpa i apologize although the event itself i do have to say was very fun to get everyone together and watch people beat each other's brains and was a great time other than the mayweather logan fight which was like knock this man out but he didn't anyway cena was talking about how and I think that this is credible. It's nice that the government even acknowledges it. Sure. Because that's yes. the, that's Again, a baby
1: step. Jill and An- Jillian Anderson at the webbs. <laughs> that's what the U.S. government she did to regarded UFOs. you. Yes. They wrote a tome about it. She didn't really. And that's when I met him. Short, stout, <laughs> funny, loud. Well, if I committed crimes, she would be able to describe me. You know what I mean? But that's I- true. Just in that moment. The UFO report came out. Basically, what, it's, what they are saying is there is no evidence to point towards extraterrestrial life attack. To whatever these orbs are, whatever the UAP is. But again, they're left like kind of a backdoor argument saying, but w- there's no evidence that it's not either. So it's oh, they, they just came out and said nothing. They said we we got an eyeball on it, which part of it, like, I honestly I kind of want to say thank you that the US government didn't say it was aliens, because if they did, we'd all have to not believe it. And I would right. have to say this is a PSYOP because it would be a PSYOP if they did come out and right. admit it because there is no way, there's just no fucking way that the Pentagon is going to say, even, even if a E.T. in a fucking saucer. Like right. old school, landed on the White House lawn, which is what we've been talking about for forever. They, they would never acknowledge it because that information is going to be – they need to take that information. They all need to hire a bunch of um, – if they can steal them from the, any sort of sitcom writing room, they can take Absolutely. these Harvard regrets and put them in a room and like have them all decide what it means – because the implications are going to be massive. There's but still many people saying that it invalidates religion, that it does... Because you also forget that half the Pentagon is evangelical Christian, too. Oh, if not more. So they wouldn't want to admit it's real.
2: Even worse, they might be Catholic. Oh. Catholic porn. That's what I'm calling Conjuring 3. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm, a, I'm calling it Catholic.
1: Um, what I learned from Conjuring 3 is that I'm a nighttime Satanist, because they have daytime Satanists and nighttime oh. Satanists. I'm a nighttime one. i are like the two different kinds. Oh, yes, absolutely. And it's Satanists only... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) Only what I love is our only aim is chaos and our nectar is despair. Okay, Um, And I I do. I appreciate that. Sure. I mean, I think
2: it seems it seems fairly according to
1: my family. I do create a lot of the nectar if it is indeed despair.
2: That is absolutely disgusting. So the UFO report, USO report, it came out and uh, it was at the very least, again, it was interesting that there was an acknowledgement. It took 70 years to get there, whatever it might be. So you wonder if they have aliens, if they're just gonna slowly release that well, information because the Harry
1: Reid said a couple of weeks ago that, that they have he, a they have a he, corpse. There was a guy that told a guy that there is maybe a corpse, more likely some sort of object, some sort of chunk. Of a ship that they can't, (laughs) that they have a dollop of a ship that they have somewhere that they're trying to figure out whether or not it is even extraterrestrial, what it means. Uh, I just think that they're not going to come forward, but the UFO community, I want to say, congrats, we made it. Wow. This is what disclosure looks like. We did it. We made yeah. it all the way through the process. Now things can go back to normal. We can go back to talking about tightly wound hairs wrapped around penises from alien women that we've been having sex with. We can go back to <laughs> what, are, what do the reptilians like tile floors or does it distract them because <laughs> of their nails? It are could. they a carpeted species? We'll go back. We're back into George Nori world.
2: I love it. And of course, Harry Reid. He showed up with a black eye a few years ago, and uh, he said, "I fell down the." Sl- out of stairs but i do have some inside information a sex worker punched him in the face that's what i've been told what by someone for? very low down in the government it's because he fucked too
1: good and she couldn't stand that he wanted to leave you said it first my friend right from your grave. now you can stream the live tv you love for just 40 bucks a month with sling tv get your favorite channels and shows for the best price If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you'll love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what's you. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain squarespace.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says right here, what would you do if you another extra hour of your day? I mean, well, obviously I'd get some nunchuck training in.
2: Speaking of crazy supernatural stuff, Henry, uh, you saw this video of this weird ass creature walking over a bridge, right? Yes, I did. It's pretty freaking trippy. <laughs> I yes, think I, did. I, don't, I, have I no wish I could cut
1: to... to a video of you on a bridge after you said that, I but this you. is an audio. I medium. hate
2: you. And I'm just gonna take this away from you, so don't even worry about it. It it, it took place in Hasbrog, Jharkhand.
1: No, Jharkhand. I don't know where that is. I think but... that is in very, very east ohio <laughs> uh, meaning india there is uh this story uh, this, this is now in newsweek newsweek is trash dude you say it like that Matt. it's not in the times which remember, is also trash
0: but i whatever. remember it being like a real
1: i know periodical i do too. Uh, but i do like that they're covering it it's fun uh this is a strange white figure was walking on a bridge in eastern india uh and this thing it's fun it's got a nice looking butt if you watch this video, it's sauntering down the street. A bunch of guys in motor scooters yeah. are like watching it and honking at it, which they shouldn't.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know what you're supposed to do when you see a naked entity walking. It might just be a very thin. It's got a Gwyneth Peltro like body, yes. but there's no hair. None. So there is something very unique about Shined it. Sinead O'Connor.
1: Maybe it's Sinead. also officially retired. Wait, what? Yep. She just officially retired? Yep, last week
2: got she, out of the game.
1: But she's been retired for quite a while. No, 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 no. She was pivoting.
2: <laughs> now she's retired. <laughs> okay. She never should have had her career ruined by tearing up a no. picture of the Pope. That's but Lord Michael
1: then- somehow still has that fucking octogenarian, still has so much power. Well, he's, still,
2: he's still such a I mean. freaking little bitch. Um, but nonetheless, she did have some massive mental health problems. Perhaps she saw something like this. So 77,000 people saw this tweet by Ashutos and then there's just a long
1: number and the video they say they say the video has been has become talk of the town talk of the town people are assuming it to be an alien <laughs> and it actually could be keenly observe the 13th second of the video a red lapro swing ufo flying with jangling sound placed near Hazarabag, chalkland nailed it
2: so it's cool man and there's an actual video and no matter what, as i think Henry you usually say this no matter what it is people stopped they recognized that something was weird and trippy. Uh, I almost like the reactions of the people more than the entity itself. Absolutely. Because it it does like something was there. Something was fucking weird. And people were like, we're
1: going to want to get that on camera. This was another uh, sighting that happened back in March. Uh, this, I guess it was according to the India's Ministry of Home Affairs, um, a 47 year old motorcyclist claimed that the sudden appearance of a ufo is what caused him to fall off his motorcycle um he said i was traveling home on my motorbike at about 9 a.m when i witnessed a strange light i tried to concentrate on riding but what made me fall was the sound that followed after the light i then fell off the bike due to panic oh that's very sad it gets very
2: scary That's Um, where they get you. That's why you want to. That's why I don't trust the motorcycles. Uh, Not I trust motorcyclers. I think they're very brave in many ways. I get spooked too easy. I jump. I I get scared. And then I would immediately die. I can't. Anytime I'm on the highway and I see someone on a motorcycle and they're zipping and zapping through traffic. I feel like a mother. I'm just like, hey, you better- watch out
1: there. You hell's angel. You oh, got to yeah. check your mirrors.
2: Yeah, please do. Because it's just dangerous the
1: way these motorcyclists drive. Sometimes but we covered uh, an episode that we could have called a relaxed fit. We didn't call the goblin universe last week. And I, and again, it's important. These types of things walking down the street. Yes. Might have have been a person in a costume, sure. Might have been a person with some horrible skin disease that we're all looking at and then we all call them an alien and it turns out it's going to scar them for the rest of their life. Absolutely. I think that's more than possible. Hmm. But I also think it's nice that certain things can happen in our general world that cause us to think that life might be more complicated than we think it is, and that's the control system. That weird person in a unisuit with the big butt. Isn't that something? Also, just
2: just a uh, kind of tangentially related from my perspective is the drones. This oh is, yeah,
1: Don copter. Let's do Don copter. That's a good in one. one.
2: Just, I'm just gonna say one sentence because these drones are killing a bunch of stuff. There was also the thing in Orange County where a drone crashed and thir- and three thousand elegant uh, terns fled the reserve and they left all their eggs behind. So there's two thousand eggs and none of them are viable because this drone scared all the birds away. The moms and the dads Wait all left second. their kids. Okay, okay.
1: Because you said I you said read this right before you said drone kills all it birds. It scared
2: the bird parents away from the bird. and then and then now the babies are all dead
1: these birds need to stick with their families i'm gonna go as far as to say those birds were weak they didn't know what a drone they're birds man and then all of a sudden they're like what the fuck is that you protect your eggs
2: they already so if you're a bird and you look at a drone that's like a human looking at a fully automated human being cool it's scary but if i had eggs
1: i had to protect I'd be protecting my eggs.
2: If you sat on an egg with that flat ass of yours, <laughs> you would lose so many. You'd have to put them under your tummy. <laughs> I,
1: I, That's weird. Like under it. my tits. Yeah. I have two under my tits. I have one <laughs> under my gut. And the, I mean, honestly, but then I'd have a whole family of birds. Oh,
2: father of the year.
1: But these birds need to stick to your guns.
2: I guess. I think they were scared about this brand new technology they have never experienced in billions and billions of years. And that's why all those eggs are uh, now just dead. And you can't even eat them because apparently they're all fertilized. It's just a bunch of muck in there.
1: My question is, you can't get the eggs. You can't pop them like in a uh, egg oven or some shit. Uh,
2: yeah. You Whatever, know, man. I bet you. I'm sure there's some animal out there. I'm sure there's some like Komodo dragon who was like, oh,
1: this is like a buffet. I'm Ooh, sure yeah. somebody's happy. Tell so some, can eat them. something in the animal world is thrilled that there's so many eggs. Honestly, I know that it's. it might be not what people are used to, but you could probably give it to homeless people to eat.
2: No, no, I Is don't. Is that wrong to
1: say? Yeah, because I
2: don't think it's food at this point. But you could cook it's it fertil- up. It's
1: fer- fully fertilized not uh, eggs of birds we don't eat. But they do in Vietnam. You could get certain like you get that delicacy where you get the egg and you eat the fertilized like the the little creature. And sometimes it's a snake. You can do that thing. People eat those. Yeah. It's like apparently it's a delicacy there. It's like it it gives you strength and power. White people eat those on camera for for
2: clicks. Yes. That's what no one eats that.
1: They might. It's like when I went to that one place, uh, which I love, Night Market in L.A. I absolutely love that restaurant. And then you go, and I think I've told this story before. I don't they have a very, place. they have a very like, they're like, this is, you know, classic. This is from the home country. We, they, It's it's a rare thing. We serve it here. It's a water bug salsa. Like, it's <laughs> water bugs that, like, palmetto bugs that they grind up and they eat. And they're like, oh, we all love this at in our home country. I think it's from Thailand. I'm, I'm not quite certain. And then I, I, you know, you eat it, and I was like, it still tastes like bugs. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm and then sure. you think it's just a prank on white people. It might be. It yeah. might be. I still believe the same
2: with Vegemite. I think it's a prank on any non-Australian. But then when we went there, they, they do did eat it. it exist. They do eat it. Yeah. Well, Henry, you mentioned, uh, speaking of drone news and politics, uh, there's this mayoral <laughs> candidate Ooh. who was, who this is what drones need to be used for. I love I this I know story. I come out against the drone often, but this was an actual...
1: Use of a drone in a positive, productive way. So this was, it's a New Mexico (laughs) sheriff. He's trying to become mayor of Albuquerque. Apparently no one likes this guy, right? I guess. He's Manuel Gonzalez- and he was doing a uh, some kind of speech somewhere, said blah, blah, blah. I wasn't listening to any fucking thing he was saying because what hovered into the picture was a dildo attached to this drone that kind of drifted right in front of him. And you just hear one person in the back here, is that a dong and a drone? <laughs>
2: Which is incredible. <laughs> they're, they're, they all they-
1: jumping, and you see the security officers jumping to get it, right? <laughs> and so the drone keeps do- like bouncing out of their reach while they're all like, Dang! and obviously it's this huge fucking deal because, uh- and, and then they. They threw all of those guys into jail.
2: Well, they have branded this the Dong Copter. And evidently, this is the second time the Don Copter has harassed this New Mexico politician. He dared to call Appear- them
1: political operatives.
2: <laughs> yeah, they are real Roger Stone acolytes. I mean, he did love dildos, but for different reasons and still does to this day. So they even have a Twitter account for the Don Copter. And I just feel like. As you mentioned, the good Alex Jones, or when Alex Jones, at the very least, was attempting to, perhaps, if he had any goodwill in his heart, perhaps it was Bohemian Grove. Sure. I feel like this is one of the best ways to heckle a shitty politician, is oh, to of course. bring light to how comical all of this bullshit is. Absolutely. And nothing better than seeing him have to try to tackle a drone with a dildo on it.
1: You can see just how ineffective physically somebody that you might be scared of. I think that's really important, especially for these politicians. You forget... These fucking no-budded pieces of fucking shit don't do anything all day. They sit in a chair, right? They sit and they and so we are all supposed to be so scared of these people, and then watching them jump after a dildo flying six inches from their hands really shows how ineffective they are as human beings.
2: Yeah, and I don't know too much about the actual politics here. Evidently, the, the dude is a Democrat he was talking to 70 people at the Revel Entertainment Center, which I think that's where all political speeches should take place at entertainment centers, because uh, much like again, the Mayweather and Logan Paul fight, most of it is just a work full of lies.
1: I really do want to see every single politician that wants to be anything should have to wear like a pig costume oh. once and go on camera and say, I'm a Piggy for America. Piggy for America. I eat the slop. I eat the slop. Like I, I <laughs> need what, to see you be embarrassed. That, that's that episode of Black Mirror yeah. where they make the guy that's the fuck best a pig thing. on a bridge. That was the best episode of the entire series. <laughs> and it was the whole time I was rooting for the pig. <laughs> well, I, was, I was like, get
2: him. I was rooting for the man to have to fuck a pig yeah, on camera. Yeah, that was great, dude. What was he? Uh, confu- uh, he, was, uh, he was a pedophile or something, right? They're like, fuck this pig. No,
1: it was, a, it was the opposite. It was that they held his daughter ransom oh and so he it, was actually innocent he had to. well it was something <laughs> that i don't think anybody's innocent that runs for office
2: <laughs> so the person who did this uh apparently it was a 20 year old Kalen ashby dreyer uh tried to get the drone back uh, but they didn't give it back and then a, and then a scuffle ensued and then dreyer threw a punch at the sheriff well well, oh yeah he punched him in the arm yeah we're
1: repeating well reportedly yelling he's a tyrant (laughs) he's a tyrant man that's so 2021 just like going back to abraham lincoln's assassination with a fucking double dong dildo attached to a drone (laughs) flying around
2: i need to see that libertarian flag but instead of a snake cut up just a dildo Dildo chopped up (laughs) so anyway pretty great uh i don't think it should have been illegal to no. uh, fly a dildo drone at a at a mayoral candidate. What is
1: the crime?
2: Uh, I think it's probably like threatening a public figure. Or with
1: what? A dildo with a drone on it. It doesn't do anything to you. Drones just killed a bunch of birds. And they're killing people. They killed those birds inadvertently. Those birds Maybe were scared true? and then ran away. And guess what? Because they didn't understand in America these colors are rude. No,
2: they don't. They aggressively blow you up.
1: drive from your grave. No matter what kind of work you do, how you communicate is key. Yeah. Very key. You gotta communicate clearly. All these emails, reports, and presentations are equally important to the collaboration needed to get things done. Grammarly can help. Grammarly is your AI writing partner to help you communicate more effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact at work. It's like you're Captain Kirk and Grammarly is data and you're kissing a lady on another planet. And data is just trying to make sure you write better. Better writing means a stronger impact. And Grammarly works across 500,000 apps and websites. And by understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. It did begin to understand when I was yelling and when I was doing bits. Versus me, because I do use Grammarly And it's nice, but I will also say Grammarly does Will do the thing where it's like um, I think maybe you missed a little comma here, blah, blah, blah. Oh, And it's like, yeah, I know, thank you Grammarly Like, thank, I get it Yes, but still, like, maybe we could Just think about what I'm going through today Right? But Grammarly really does help Because that's what we all need A stern teacher with glasses And uh, little Buckled shoes That's Grammarly to me, that's what I see Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Getting engaged is special for so many reasons. Planning the perfect proposal. Oh, I want to do it at the Hindenburg. (laughs) I want to do it at the Hindenburg Memorial celebrating your love, and looking forward to the rest of your lives. And if you're lucky, it's short. The only part that's not so special shopping for an engagement ring if you don't know what you're doing. That's where BlueNile.com comes in, especially if you don't feel like talking to your mother. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring with little or no feedback from their mother. With Blue Nile, you can create a brilliant piece at a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler. Why use anything traditional? Blue Nile also offers a diamond price guarantee, which means that they can usually meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. And I sent you to Stephen, my guy, but you still refuse and you decide to go with your Blue Nile little thing because, oh, it's got 100% satisfaction guarantee with guaranteed free shipping and returns. And sometimes Steven doesn't answer your calls. And sometimes Steven loses the rings. But that's where you don't understand. Because Stephen was there for me when your father wasn't. And honestly, so now is Blue Nile. Because every time I call, they pick up with the 24-7 customer support. And they hear all about my hands hurting And how I've got, they have to reverse my feet at the doctor. They they said, but eventually they said it's temporary. They're going to put it back forward. But oh, thank you, Blue Nile, for not picking up, even though I texted my son. Right now, you can get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. And if that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Now, I love Babbel, and I love what they're doing for the people of America. But I went on there to find out if I could learn Fremen in order for me to go and harness the desert power that it would take to finally get the reins of the sand planet Arrakis. Uh, but they said they only offer real languages and uh, stuff that can really help people travel. I think that's mostly what Babel's looking to do. They didn't really, like, I called customer service and I asked me, like, well, how can I possibly harness the power of a million Fremen? And they said, please, sir, stop calling. And I said, but I, I'm doing an ad for you currently while we're on the phone. And Babel, you know what? God love them. They helped me learn German. And in the end, they they were right, because German's a lot more useful. Here's a special limited-time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners, at babbel.com slash left. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right. This is the story of the day. I'm very excited for this story. Uh, I w- you know, the idea of people looking for murderbilia, right? The idea yes. of people obsessed with writing serial killers and creating sort of parasocial relationships on their own with serial killers. Yeah. And um, what are
2: your, what are your thoughts on murderbilia? Because I know you do have a few pieces. I do. But it's a it's a it's a little bit of a gray area because you also don't want to be like this is so cool. Ramirez touched this because it's like fuck that motherfucker. But then also there's a history aspect to it.
1: Yes, it's. I think that you can hold those two thoughts in your mind and know that I have some tasteless objects and a part of it is because it's a part of infamous history and yes. I do have it uh, but you know a part of the it's also I'm glad that they can't profit off of it. They shouldn't be making jack shit. Right. Like it should just be for our amusement, not for them. Like they, they are now they are out of the game. So right. as far as I'm concerned, as long as they don't make a dime, who fucking gives a shit? And hopefully the the money is donated to uh, two people to groups that that help victims. And now uh, that's more often than not. Yeah. Um, but this is the story of this is really, really interesting. So weird. This is a couple that had a dark hobby. This is according to the New York Post, uh, where they would seduce serial killers by mail. Yeah. And it's pretty fantastic. They are, of course, flipping it to a podcast. So we will begin <laughs> to hear some of this stuff come out. Um, this is the story of Barbara and Richie Dickstein. I'm gonna go Dickstein on that one. I love it. Uh, I'm very, very happy with them. But they created the. Apparently, they had relationships with at least 100 of these serial, 100 serial killers. Jesus. John Wayne Gacy, Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez, David Berkowitz, Charles Manson, Shawcross, Eddie Kemper, Bumblebutt, Carly vague Tucker, um, which was one of their favorite. And they created these wow. sort of they catfished them. Right. by writing in to, to, to what they configured would be the type of person that they would be most attracted to including with pictures uh and the way that they s- structured their letters and they made these serial killers fall in love with them in a way that is fantastic because there is some footage from the, we have some of the letters yeah. that they wrote and they really did like fool these
2: men well and let's get to some of those letters and as far as i mean they went as far as you know faking sexual orientation so of in the case of richie Dickstein, uh he first met up in two th- uh he um he was the one who had to go and approach uh, uh, Gacy and Dahmer because obviously those were two gay men. Yes. So he wrote all of his tomes, all of his letters. Uh, he talked about how you know, he was into them sexually. And, well, uh, David
1: Berkowitz and him created sort of a relationship as well. They actually de- developed a weird friendship because of it and Dahmer
2: actually asked Richie in a letter to uh to quote he wanted to see every unclothed muscular inch of you
1: yeah dude this is a lot of this and so his, there's and a lot of hot stuff happening there Barbara got really close with Carla Faye Tucker and also, she said can we say Barbara she's kind of a gilf oh sure milf. sure but she is she's a an interesting lady sure but this is so I'll first read they got the Night Stalker to fill out a uh, First of all, he said this, like, one of these weird fucking things he always says, right? I used to go downtown L.A. to take pictures. There was a place where I'd go under the street. It was at a stop lane. I'd be able to look up the women's dresses as they would wait for the walk sign to change. And I'd take pictures. This is a letter that he wrote back to them? Yes. You'd be surprised how many people walk around with no panties. You see Madonna at the MTV Awards? I was with Sean Penn at the L.A. County Jail. He was in jail for 30 days for punching out a camera. She came to visit him and I saw her. She's tiny. Something about Hillary Clinton that I dig. Her calves and ankles are
2: definitely healthy. What is happening? This is the kind of shit he said. Richard Ramirez is janking it to Hillary Clinton while in prison? Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Um, Now, why do we do this?
1: What are we even doing with our lives? Perfect woman or man? Superman. Wonder Woman. Childhood heroes. Jack the Ripper. Frankenstein. Oh, you are so emo, Ramirez. What I don't like about people: a lot of things. (laughs) Biggest fear: none. Friends like me because who needs friends? Oh my God, he's Uh, such a douchebag. He also said his favorite movie
2: is *Unforgiven*.
1: Yeah, dude. Honestly, that's a good one if you're going to choose one. Although he did get the
2: favorite number naturally. Yeah, six, six, six. six, six. six. Religious thinking, evil. Fuck yeah, but you know moron. it's so funny um because they do have so many detailed letters here and actually you know obviously making fun of the fact they're gonna have a podcast but i think they did create a lot of content so good for them
1: absolutely and um, this is this is a story that uh, then he goes to john wayne gacy john wayne gacy is immediately because one thing i've noticed too especially since the peacock docuseries about john wayne gacy you realize jwg he had a hard time making friends and he had a hard time what? keeping friends. He was a bit of a needy friend. He kept on killing all of them and putting him in his crawl space, but he got mad because the guy wouldn't send him any pictures. He kept saying, you, oh, uh, you won't, you're not going to send any of these photos that you promised, huh? And then what he did is he tried to like, get him going on. Like the guy that was writing to him, Dickie, uh, Dickstein, Ricky Dickstein dick was telling him, <laughs> "Hey, you know, like I'm gonna send you pictures. I'm gonna come visit you. I can't wait to suck your fucking dick." And then he sent him this these pictures. I guess they must be pornography pictures of a this a, a character called Richard the Catcher, right? I and mean, this is what J- John Wayne Gacy <laughs> oh. said back. I like the sticker of Richard the Catcher, but knowing me, I'd let you pitch every once in a while too. Just like going to school again, you do it over and over until you get it right. Just like with that head over head, so you get it all to the last drop. (laughs) Bet you're getting good at it, huh? So now all you have to do is catch the whole thing without losing a drop. Okay, be good. Stay out of trouble. Look forward to see, <laughs> seeing some nice hunk photo shots when you get a, get a chance to. It.
2: Oh, man, there's something so Midwest about it. And then Jeffrey Dahmer responded, Dear Richard, oh, hello. How are you today? I just received your letter this afternoon, and I thought I'd write back. It's always nice to get mail from someone new. And then he says, <laughs> and then he says, I don't respond to a lot. I don't know who to respond to all the time. It's difficult to know. In your next letter, please send me some really good photos to help me make your letter stand out from the crowd. That's what he does. It's like old school. It's like Crystalia. <laughs> he said, You said that you're a bodybuilder. That's good. I'd like to see every inch of your unclosed muscular interview. He's... I'm allowed to keep any type of photo except Polaroids, so don't take the pictures with Polaroid camera, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's something, there's something it's so human about it as well as this. We're talking about about a cannibal and a man who raped and murdered 30 children no oh, like, absolutely so, it's so weird to have this kind of almost
1: mundane interaction with them oh it, it is interesting the pen pal relationship is something else because it's safe right because you also don't have to go see them right so you don't have to go through the rigmarole of going through the prison system just to see somebody especially a high level prisoner like that that must take an hour hours oh absolutely right? yeah um but this is also they they said the one relationship they had a hard time keeping up with was old Charles Manson. Oh, why was he a little scatterbrained? He said that he's, quote unquote, certifiable and that he was difficult to understand what he said in his letters. And here's an example. (laughs) Hey, Richard, it's always good to hear from you, buddy. I've been here a few years working out of the hole again. Oh, well, (laughs) when the others tell on me and make up stories, they want to believe. Because it adds to their job importance, right? So I got to go over the same old, same old so it can turn the circle and the chains of command. I know you've been used by some people who called me brother and one day maybe we'll catch up. You and I are still solid as far as I'm concerned. I did ask a good friend to help me and I explained. We'll be in contact. Easy. Charles Manson. P.S. If I could get out, could you maybe get me a job as a bouncer?
2: Is that a real P.S.? Yes. <laughs> that is... So Charles was just sitting in a cell being He's like, if I fun. get out,
1: I think I'm going to go into this bouncer world. Because you know how it is when you're five foot four, everybody's scared of you.
2: They truly are, though. I Big bouncers are just for show. If you see a little bouncer, very scary. be very scared. Well,
1: those are the Krav Maga black belt, dude. <laughs>
2: exactly. Those are the ones where it's like, how'd you get me on the ground, man? Yeah. What the fuck, dude? um all right so that's fascinating and actually i would love to talk talk with that couple i would love to hear them more about their
1: story but it is wild because again is it exploitive of these men yes sure but guess what do they deserve every fucking second of it absolutely and it's also a
2: break from the the mundanity how mundane prison is at least you get a letter from someone
1: absolutely and if you send them a couple of fucking big hung like beach boys they'll still jerk off to it, it doesn't matter if it's real or not you're helping them you're weirdly helping them fulfill a fantasy that they uh weren't getting fulfilled, so you in a way, every single time you make Jeffrey Dahmer come, I think that you're allowed to steal from him as well absolutely all right, well, just think about that you made Jeffrey Dahmer come. everybody else that made Jeffrey Dahmer come ended up in his fucking refrigerator
2: exactly, and I guess that's i that's the interesting thing. I would love to know it's so it's called giving the rub right when when someone is super successful and they put somebody else over sure like when if you're a, if you're a megastar and then you say like if will ferrell's like henry you're gonna be my number one guy in this next movie he gave you the rub he's putting you over that's a massive thing and you know people get the the power they get that power sure. vibe i just wonder if they also did it the couple if they did it for power of course because it's a weird but like you get to manipulate what a, weird, a fucking super predator what a weird
1: like power to even harness a little bit of i don't want the i don't want any of the dommer power you have his ear he thinks he literally is being like he's rolling on his belly for you he's showing oh, you his underside
2: i don't want to see him rolling on his belly <laughs> that's not good um just very quickly scumbag of the week which is in the segment but i'm just going to call it here there's this make a wish ceo in iowa or this Jennifer Woodley, she embezzled $41,000, and uh, she can just go, uh, she's a bad person. Yeah, that does sound um, like dumb. And so like just don't do that, please. If you're going to do Make-A-Wish, if you're going to run a charity, please, God. we have. It's just so difficult for people to have faith in anything. Yes. And you do have to treat those jobs with a high amount of... Um, of mor- morality you have to have high scruples yes you do uh even as you see money going in one way it's like it doesn't mean that you can take it because there's a bunch of kids
1: because it it is it, the idea of that's just the lowest of the low it really when it comes is. down to it because you are just trying to take care of kids and there's just so many other ways to steal money like just don't tax fraud
2: sure there's so many ways any to steal other
1: but besides taking money from the children
2: don't take money from the children all right, well, uh, my last little tale here, this is just super, before I get to Hero of the Week, this is just super sad and disgusting, so I don't even really know what to say about it, but a dude back in the day, this was 10 years ago, so this guy killed his, his, killed
1: his wife, but it was Christmas time. Sure. You know, because that's when you, that's apparently Christmas that's when time you is a high stress point. I guess it is. Especially if you're not making a lot of money, you are got to keep up with the Joneses, you're sitting here, everybody else is getting all shit, be like, mommy, mommy, I want the Ghostbusters firehouse. And then you go, your father's got to go out and he's got to do whatever it is. He's got to go and arrest Val Kilmer. Sure, absolutely. Um, I don't think Christmas was going to be
2: that bad because there was gifts. Uh, there was two children involved. And the problem is the man propped up his dead wife during christmas and the kids open gifts in front of her you're trying not to ruin the day you're i guess and, you know and what i mean one of the daughters who's now who is now 18 i believe she was eight when all this happened she was like she remembers her mother's being her mother being cold and then the daddy said mommy got drunk and ruined christmas <laughs> and i just have a feeling that this man is more i think that he's I the one who ruined it. it
1: because he killed
2: and Bobby. um so anyway that's just more of a just don't fuck fuck up your kids that bad you already yeah. killed their mom and then you're gonna you're gonna create that
1: memory for them and then it's gonna ruin a massive holiday that just comes by once a year i don't think he was thinking about it i think that he was just laughing at christmas vacation you know what i mean and then you just get so sucked into the movie you just forget you're like oh i gotta get rid of this body i don't have time i want to see the part where he i gotta get to him him saying the shedder's bowl yeah. so you gotta prop her up no,
2: I don't think, it seems like there was massive domestic violence that was happening for years It does years seem like it, or
1: you had that big breakfast, it's Christmas morning, we do a big breakfast casserole, I sure. could make you immobile for several hours.
2: Yeah, I don't think that was the case there. So anyway, this guy is looking at some significant time in Indra, rightfully so, because the woman that he killed, you see the picture, There, she's a beautiful woman. She is really she's beautiful. Very and sad. That's,
1: honestly, it's an incredibly sad story, and it's a bummer that you brought it up.
2: And it really is. But what
1: are you going to do? Be hey, it's not Christmas
2: yet. Make sure that both of your parents are alive this Christmas before Just, you start you gotta, opening gifts. You, you got to touch
1: them. You got you to gotta really shake them. You got to really, really shake them.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All
1: right. Are we going to do Hero of the Week? You have to.
2: Okay, we have to. <laughs> All right. This week's Hero of the Week. It's going to be a seven-year-old boy. I feel like I've been... Oh, my. I was going to say a horrible sentence. Oh, you We've really? doing? I've been doing a lot of boys <laughs> lately. Uh, but no, I feel like there has been a lot of children in the hero category. But uh, it's a seven-year-old. His name is Chase Poust. His sister, she's four years old. She got stuck in a riptide. She was wearing a life jacket, but she was getting all scared and stuff. And he swam for an hour to help her, uh, to help his dad and sister who were swept away. So this seven-year-old, he's a real hero. And I love that. He said, the current was so strong that my sister, she usually hangs out of the back of the boat. And she just let go and I let go of the boat and grabbed her. And then I was stuck. And then it took a seven-year-old boy to save
1: them. That's so nice. Good yeah. for the
2: boy. Good for the boy. He saved his father. And then, speaking of Christmas, you can milk that for the next t- 20 years.
1: Absolutely. You get that PS5. You get whatever the like, hell you want. Um, not only are we get in PS5, we're not waiting. You're going to get it from a scalper parents
2: absolutely oh
1: get it however you, the kids save your freaking wife. fucking five
2: yep so they got a bunch of resources out there saved all three of them at that point and um, uh, also
1: you- there's a lot of anti-scooter talk this week too there was a lot of anti-scooter chatter in our emails this week that i would they're commiserating with me saying that we're anti-scooter that
2: we're anti-scooter yeah, i'm like not scooter. anti-scooter i'm anti-littering scooters same way i'm not anti-soda don't just throw the can on the end uh, on the sidewalk though I, and also, these scooters are going too fast. Do any gas
1: pumps work in this country? I I have a lot to say. There's a lot that was just in that little topic. All right. Well, good for that little boy. I'm glad. And now we'll just, now that that child can live to be murdered by capitalism. <laughs> so let's
2: listen to some listener You can make a bunch of money, like, again, Logan Paul. I mean, honestly. All right, this is a
1: story of alien abduction. Uh <gasps> oh. oh. In 2011, my parents began to complain that every night I was either screaming at the top of my lungs in my sleep, sleepwalking around the house, or a combination of both. Mm. I began seeing Honestly, therapy. Honestly, the
2: combination
1: is horrifying. So ah! scary. you just walk. I'd be like, uh, honey,
2: I think there's something wrong with our son.
1: Yeah, I know. I think he's got the screamies. Oh, no. Um... I began to see therapy because my parents maybe thought I had some type of deep trauma that I was being forced out of while I slept via nightmares. Absolutely. I'm very good on your parents. At this point, I started having vivid dreams where I was being abducted night after night. Every night, I would fall asleep and dream of bright lights and tall, grayish-white figures. One night, the dream was so vivid That I was pulled out of bed by my feet, ripping my sheets off in the process only to take a swing at one of the figures, and waking to find that the figure was actually my dad trying to wake me from one of my fits. Oh. Other strange activities included sleepwalking into other bedrooms in the middle of the night and collecting as many books as possible. Weird. I don't know what my subconscious wanted to do with Jody P. Colt, but okay. Okay. Um, to take a long, to make a long story short, I eventually started developing a mole behind my ear that was very painful. The doctors looked at it and were confused because they couldn't figure out what would cause it. Then came the burns. After bad nights, I would wake up with burns in geometric patterns, oh. usu- usually perfect triangles. I got very concerned and made an appointment to be hypnotized to see maybe if I could get some answers. Hmm. The night before the appointment, I had a bad night. At the time, I drove a 2000 Mercury Grand Marquis that did not have power locks and only had one key. I put the key on my bedside table and fell asleep. I had an abduction dream, and then I woke up. I was sitting in the front seat of my car, butt naked, (gasps) two miles from my house. My key was still on my bedside table. What? What? The mole behind my ear was completely gone, and there was a triangle burn on my right arm. Since then, I've not had any bad dreams, leading me to believe that they were done with me, at least for now. I still wake up some nights at the exact same time of 3.28 a.m., and when I use the bathroom, I can always hear an owl cry, leading to believe they might still be watching. And the very last kicker to all of this is that I live in Middleborough, which is directly in the center— of the Bridgewater Triangle.
2: Wow. So that is very interesting. Cool. Thank um, you for that
1: story. That's fascinating. But this is also one of those sad stories. I did have pictures of the mole and the burns in my last phone, but that phone fell out of my pocket while I was riding a roller coaster at Six Flags. <laughs> <laughs> it happens happens to the best of us happens to the
2: best of us but this is
1: very very interesting obviously people who've experienced these sorts of uh, abduction scenarios they are um a lot of times traumatized and they don't know where it comes from and then we also we during our series ghost aliens are molested we wonder whether or not and it still holds up whether or not aliens are a filter for trauma like you see these things Uh. while you're getting your dick sucked you don't know what's going on but your parents are so intimately involved trying to figure out what's your trauma
2: yeah. Then you just, know,
1: it at least it didn't come from that layer.
2: No, I just don't know how we haven't. I just don't know how we, how we haven't sold a show with these great segment ideas. I don't know with these great segment ideas. All
1: right, here's another story. This is in regards to dinosaur ghosts. We talked oh. about this last week for Goblin Universe. In 2014, I worked and lived on site at a wolf refuge in southern Colorado. It was way up in the mountains, in the middle of nowhere. I was part of a small staff that took care of 36 rescued wolves and wolf-dog hybrids. Oh, fucking metal. Cool. Most of the animals had come from sketchy Craigslist breeders, shitty roadside zoos, the movie industry, and people who mistakenly thought that a wolf might make a good pet. Aww. Once wolves start to view humans as a source of food, they can never be released back into the wild. Our goal was just to give them a good home. Think Joe Exotic's Animal Park, but way less fucked up. Okay. There was a very strong hippie vibe at the refuge. All sorts of gurus and mystics turned up, hoping to bask in that sweet, sweet wolf spirit energy. One day, this Reiki master lady from Boulder, Colorado showed up. She was about four feet tall and dressed in flowing white clothing. She struck me as a self-righteous and super annoying, but everybody else seemed to be smitten by her. Still, it seemed somehow my duty to show her around the place. She and I were walking past one of the wolf enclosures when she came to a dead stop. She pointed at one of the wolves that was watching us warily from the trees. What's that wolf's name? The Reiki lady asked. It was Raven. She oh. was a beautiful old gray wolf. The woman asked me if Raven had been behaving weirdly in any way lately. She had, as a matter of fact. I had mentioned it that she'd been slow to come down to her food, which was odd. People don't say wolf and it down for nothing after all. She had also oh. been getting along with the other wolves that she had lived with, but it wasn't like her at all. I th- I thought that might be the case, the Ricky lady said. She proceeded to close her eyes and hold her hands out towards Raven. Raven seemed to be even less interested in this weird hippie than I was. After a few minutes, the Ricky lady put her arms back down. She should be better now, she said. Why? What did you do? Oh, nothing, the lady said, shrugging. She had a pterodactyl spirit attached to her head. I got rid of it. <laughs> And she said, I just rolled my eyes right out of my head. But I'll be damned if Raven didn't start acting normal again. Oh, she had a pterodactyl soul <laughs> attached. Of course. Of course, Oh, man. my
2: God. Who needs medicine?
1: Fucking, that's why every day Ugh. I wake up and I remember, live your life. Yes. You got to bang those pods. Get those pterodactyls off your fucking head, bro. Because <laughs> if not, you have got to. I could go for some dinosaur energy. I mean, who knows? Yeah, grow to love the pterodactyls attaching your soul sure. there's a stegosaurus there's a stegosaurus raping my grandmother right now in heaven that's got to be huge for her but that's why you also just sometimes you gotta laugh because it's so hard to because you know what the thing about these velociraptors when they hunt they hunt in packs oh. and they don't come from the front no they come from the side shh, shh. Whoa. and they eviscerate you with one long claw you sometimes you just gotta laugh at it
2: you are such a scientist a biologist you know perhaps me. you know me all right everyone you know how well, thank, my, what a fucking expert i am thank you all so much for listening we can't wait to see you at red
1: rocks we cannot, we cannot we're gonna have wait. so much fun um and uh yeah i want to give a shout out to my friends who made sam and maddie sam and maddie make a zombie movie oh um they are about two cool young dudes down syndrome, yes. who wanted to write a zombie movie. They made a big GoFundMe about it in a documentary. Awesome. It is now on uh, Apple Movies. You can rent it. And it is really just one of those incredible... Stories about a human spirit and uh, how the the healing power of movies, and how everybody just wow. wants to make a fun zombie movie. It's you great. almost sound like your your heart grew a few sizes. Fuck you. Yeah, that's very nice. We <laughs> the, got Madeline Brumby and Shane Morton that worked on your Pretty Faces Going to Hell. They did all of the makeup effects for it, and it, it's great.
2: Awesome. And uh, as you know, we're doing stuff with the Last Prisoner project now. So I had a chance to interview a fellow named Dante West. Uh, that'll be on this week's Top Hat. Uh, fascinating story. He did three year three, three years. years for a pound of weed and uh so we just talk about uh you know all those things that matter and of course we make fun of a bunch of people as well um so that's the get, best part is that you can do both you can do both all right everyone hope you're doing well out there staying happy healthy and safe hail yourselves <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you say hail satan, hail satan <coughs> and now you're dying all
1: right <laughs> i have adult onset asthma i don't though i'm better now this show is made possible by listeners like you
0: CIDP disrupts. CIDP derails. Let's be honest. CIDP CIDP sucks. But living with CIDP
1: doesn't have to.
0: When you sign up at ShiningThroughCIDP.com, you'll find inspiration and real patient stories. Helpful tips, reliable information, and more.
2: CIDP can be tough.
0: But finding hope
2: just got a little easier. Sign up at
1: ShiningThroughCIDP.com.
0: Be heard. Be Be hopeful, hopeful. Be you.